Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. And the following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real-life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love... Clip! 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 And I also have to chant, Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. Thank you so much for coming back another week. I did not do a Tuesday episode. Um, I was away for the weekend and I get to come back and record with someone. This ep- For those of you who are listening, well, I guess you already know it's going to be out Friday because it's it'll be Friday when you get it. But I have been looking forward to this recording. Um, I'm recording with someone who I met in Clubhouse. So a lot of things came out of Clubhouse, but I truly treasure this person that I met in Clubhouse, he has always been motivational, inspirational, funny. He can now he knows how to do like real shade. Like he's not me. You like, no, that was funny. Hold up. I need to learn the art of shade towards housewives, not towards each other. Just so y'all know, he is a professional. He could actually be a housewife, I think, but would give the ladies a run for their money. He would be the first house husband. Um, welcome someone. Everybody who knows him loves him. And if you don't, you will after this episode. Brandon Good. Bishop. Brandon Good. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Thank you so much, Sharia. <laughs> Listen, I yeah. love, I love the way you talk about these housewives when people want like shade, like people think shade is so overused in certain communities. And um mm. Mm. They could learn a thing or two, but go ahead. I'm, I just had to say no, that. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. That intro, I was just telling Kendrick, because, uh, you know, he had me on. I'm like, y'all are not doing me with these intros. Like, <laughs> I feel like now, I'm like, all right, now I got to go do more stuff. Like, y'all are doing me with these intros. Thank you so much for having me. No, um, you know, I love to give 
a good honest read. Like, yes, that's is, what it I'm is. I'm not pulling anything. I'm just regurgitating facts from context and content from what we've seen. So I'm going to hold you accountable. So if people consider it shady, let it be shade. But I'm going to be around here holding people accountable. So that's what that's that's <laughs> what it is. You um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Rodney, the voice says you can read with some you can read somebody with their own teeth like. You're oh, yeah. an easy, you're an easy read now. Do you want, do mm-hmm. you really want me to? So you do it with the, cause shade is not being mean about somebody. Shade is basically calling out a thing. Right. I'm just not being me. And people aren't even supposed to realize it almost sometimes until they walk away. Like, did she just, mm-hmm. but it's been th- that shade iconic. Those words have been so overused. I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh. I'm about to have to release them from our community because yes, shouted and turned it into we're something. We're no else. longer claiming the word icon. We're no longer claiming the word iconic. We're, heck, let's release Queen too because somehow they stole oh. that and they're just they're giving it to everyone that they can. Think. We release one more word. What's another one? Woke because woke is something that we used to say Ooh. to each other to tell mm. us, and I've said this before. Woke is something that if. I was, me and Brandon were out somewhere and then I was leaving. He may say, stay woke to Rhea, meaning stay woke to what's going on around you in this systemic system of oppression. And in other words, amongst white folks, now they have taken it and made it their own. They have weaponized it as a dog whistle term. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being woke. And that's what I find to be funny about it. It's like they're making woke seem like a bad thing. But in reality, we know what they're trying to say. They're just trying to label anything ethnic, particularly black, um, without saying it because they don't want to appear to be racist. But guess what? You're racist. Right. right. (laughs) We can see it. And and it's so funny. It's like when, when news of these housewives and different things come out, we are never surprised. No. <laughs> and then people are like, y'all are not surprised. We've lived with it. Like, you don't think we recognized it from, I remember being a third grader going to a mostly all white school, recognized, not maybe being able to name it, but knowing what mm-hmm. that feeling was. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. I get, I heard you. I know we're going to get, I know we don't have all day, so I'm going to keep it, you know, so we can hit all the points. Cause I need your opinions and thoughts and feelings on yeah. all of this. But I have to say, you said something on Kendrick's podcast and it was like a release to me. You know how sometimes you think something, but then Mm -hmm. you'll let people talk you into, okay, well, maybe I should be doing this. You said something that released all that from me. Y'all, Brandon said, let me tell you, I didn't talk about it to my friends that I went away with. I was like, this is why he said (laughs) we do not have to appreciate our villains because in real life you don't have villains and if this is supposed to be real life why are we appreciating villains and then you were like you can't have it both ways you can't say appreciate the villain but then get mad when the villain is a villain I was like right it's but you know I'm not lying like I feel like ugh, you know when I think about life as a whole, and, and like I said on Kendrick's podcast, for those who haven't checked out that episode, make yes. sure to check that out. It is so um, good. But it's like, we're supposed to be watching reality, which is someone's real life. They don't want us to think that this is fictional nor scripted. If this was a scripted show, so be it. Throw in a villain, do the thing, give us the character, the hero arc, do all of that. But if you are wanting us to really believe that this is real life, 
people don't walk around with villains gunning for them day in and day out. <laughs> now, typically, yes, we have people we don't gel with. We have friends that we have fallen out with. That is life. But not everyone is responding to a quote unquote villain, releasing allegations, stirring up your friends. Because in real life, let someone come to my friend circle with an allegation about me. First and foremost, they're shutting that down. They are letting me know what went went, what went on. And then my friends are going to tell me straight up how they handle it. Why? Because my friends know that they're not going to entertain stuff like that. Like they're not going right. to entertain and vice versa. If someone were to come up to me about one of my friends with some quote unquote tea, most likely I already know it. Exactly. Like, let me, let me be very clear. My <laughs> friends know everything about me and vice versa, because that's what friendship is about. We, we are there through each other. We're there mm -hmm. to hold each other accountable. There's no shame and honesty in friendship. So when it comes to tea that's coming around, most likely y'all have got some rumor that's false and you're giving it to my friends like it's the truth. And they're sitting there looking at you because they know it's a lie. Right. So when I think about the grand scheme of things in real life, people have friendship circles that manage drama and rumors like that differently. So we're now watching a produced type of friendship experiment. None of these women beyond maybe Potomac, married to medicine mm -hmm. um you know i'll give maybe jersey miami maybe but mm -hmm. like we know the shows that have the genuine friendships who are yeah. actual friends so from when filming stops to when it resumes the drama we know there is more realistic like i can yes. use Katie and phaedra right that Ooh. was why that was more devastating to the audiences because they had a real friendship so when it comes to housewives or any of these shows Typically, it's a controlled environment. They're casting yes. the character stereotype. Oh, they want the loud person. Oh, they want the person with the fashions. Oh, they want the fence rider. Oh, they want the quote unquote villain. So don't sit here and tell me that I'm supposed to appreciate a villain when you have made this character to bring forth this narrative. If it was real life and real conflict, no shade, but y'all should be able to capture real conflict and tell a compelling story. I would much prefer, like, when Nene, for example, in season one of Atlanta found out that her dad may not be her dad, yes. that was real conflict. Yes. That is something that we can all relate to. Why? Parents, children. That is almost a universal topic and theme. That yep. was very compelling television, right? So when it comes to us having to watch Lisa Renna over mm. on Beverly Hills run around, backpedal, do all these things to try to shift and form a narrative and we're supposed to just accept it because she's a villain and quote unquote, we wouldn't like the show without our villain. That's not true because there was a time in Housewives that we did not have established villains. Say that. That they were doing the damn thing. So yeah, Say I think about what I said. In the words of Amy Leaks, I said what I said. I don't think I need to appreciate the villain. To be quite honest, I think a quote unquote appreciating the villain is lousy storytelling. And that's what I'm gonna just put it at. Y'all have someone doing the producer's job to run yes. around girls going versus in smartly casting these people and knowing how to tell a compelling story to audiences that can connect with it. That is where Housewives first got us. They were relatable. They were relatable, but also they were lifestyles that we aspired to have. Now right. that some of us get coin and we go <laughs> out to these dinners <laughs> and we go to these events, baby, I, I will be damned if I'm showing my ass like that. Yes. And I will not be sitting around people that do stuff like that. So no, I don't think we need to do it. I think it honestly needs to go away. I agree with you. I was thinking uh, even, of course, Dallas was never my favorite because again, like 
we all knew what we were getting with, we all knew what we were getting with Dallas, but we still watch these white women, right? Entertain us. And I will say even that far along that we were in housewives, I never really cared, let's say for Brandy, but when her and Stephanie had that falling out as much as it was a misunderstanding. And I think Brandy on her part, that's a whole nother uh, conversation, but it was real. Versus it being manufactured. And I think I'm going to even go a step further and say Dance Moms. I used to watch Dance Moms and I remember them doing interviews with the women. And the women would say, of course, our lunches are set up. Of course, people that don't like each other are put in Mm -hmm. the same situation. She said, but our reactions, no one has to coax a reaction out of someone. No one has to push a story because our natural reactions are happening because I don't like you and I'm in this space with you. So I find that even with housewives, we can just put them in spaces. We don't need a Giselle to me because to me, I can see through it. It doesn't even seem genuine. And the, the thing about Giselle is she shows up like it's work and I can see her clocking in and clocking out. And that's what I don't want to see. So I know Carlos King calls her a force multiplier, uh, like in football. But to me, it's like, mm, to me, it's more like a stunt queen because right. you're going in, stunt, pulling stunts and shows to make a show that we're supposed to be, think is believable. But I literally see you punching your time card in and punching it out. Right. And that's what's scary is yes. I, if I'm filming about my life, I'm not thinking about the show component. Wasn't it quad on Mary to Medicine where she said, this is not about a show. This is my life. Yes. That's what it is. It's like, if this is your real life, you shouldn't be thinking about, oh, the cameras are here. Let me put on. Let me know. Do your life. Do your thing. But it, it is that. And I spoke about that on Kendrick too, where it's mm-hmm. like they clock in for work. Like Rena is probably like, ooh, we got the scene. We did the yes. thing. Let's go home, ladies. Wonderful. Marlo in Atlanta this past season. Same thing. I'm hitting below the belt. I'm doing the thing. Candy, why now aren't you talking to me? And now we have Giselle and Potomac. And I don't like this. Now, let me, now mm-hmm. let me say this. Because y'all know I'm a fan of fairness. Mm-hmm. Candace was popped on the scene. I was a big fan of Candace. I fell off the bandwagon just due to how I didn't feel like she handled things accordingly. Mm-hmm. But I'm back on the Candace train, uh, especially after last season. I think that I saw her growth, her maturity, her uh-huh. really only things. I loved how we saw the reunion, her and Ashley like getting to like yeah. together, or even defending Ashley to um, the guest host. Right now, when it comes down to it, um, <laughs> <laughs> that scene. And watching that episode play out, Taria, I was very uncomfortable because this is not just a quote-unquote reality show. Hmm. This is a platform where sometimes viewers don't know how to watch through the lens that they need to watch you and say, you know what, let me sift through Mm -hmm. to figure out what's fact versus what's fiction. There are some fans who take it all as gold. And knowing that, right, mm-hmm. knowing that, knowing how much Giselle has been protected, because let's mm-hmm. talk about it. I have now heard about this incident at the room at the reunion from multiple people. Yes. And this is what I believe it is true. Monique said it. Yeah. Wendy said it. Yes. Right. Those are two sides of the different. They're on opposite sides. Op- opposite sides. And what was cool. she just protected from at the recent Watch What Happens Live at BravoCon? Did you see that? No. And they released the clip, but in when but the qu- clip that they showed on TV didn't have it. So Andy 
was talking about the Bravo, his Watch What Happens Live set. And he goes, I was worried about the set, but it, something like as long as it looked better than Giselle's outfit. And then everybody was laughing or whatever. Oh, but that part was not in the that 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 part was edited out of the part that they put mm. out on TV. And Andy even said like she was upset. Mm. Mm. So See, to your point. And so that's the thing is like you have this person who has now been enabled mm-hmm. and has gotten away with it. She tried it with Karen and Ray. Remember the whole Erica Lyles bit, right? Hey, even with Sharice and um, Eddie, right? Wasn't that her husband? Yes, yes. Remember when she started talking about the fireman and oh, they're separate anyway. And he's doing, cause she was gonna watch what happens live. Yes, and she could have messed up her divorce settlement. Listen, and as much heat as we know Michael Darby needed to get, she was in between Ashley and Michael yes. too, from Jump, you know, calling Ashley a sugar baby and all that stuff. And then when Michael came to the house and why, yes, I understood where they were coming from, but there was a way to handle it. Mm-hmm. I just think that she has this MO, Monique and Chris, yes, you know, Wendy and her husband. And now we're yep. on hand. And this is where I'm getting even more frustrated because mm-hmm. it's like, you know what, had she had done it one season, let's say she did the thing. She learned her lesson. We're not going to do that anymore. Okay, cool. But at this point, it is a consistent story point for her. And this is where I get frustrated with the whole appreciate your villains, because what I've noticed is the quote unquote villain does stuff like this to deflect from what they got going on. Yes. Let's talk about it. Uh, Where, where, where is the ex-husband that you were just recently dating? And then Monique clocked you at that reunion. And that all came out to be true. But you wanted to pretend that that wasn't true. When in reality, y'all ain't together. And then he was doing Instagram lives to try to clear up his name because you had him back in the mess. So you never can win when you play dirty. And yes. I said that the best. Yes. And watching how even Robin, and I love me some Robin. Ooh. I banded, I would claim. Robin, even that holding way, You said on. that bandit, I would claim. I got to tell you. Yeah, I think that might be down to earth. I think Robin is a true, true ride or die, but I also think she will hold you accountable. And I think and Robin I think is a she, true Aries. I mean, and not to deflect, but I am. I recognize some right. of her energy. I'm a Pisces on the Aries cusp. I'll claim it. Um, <laughs> and so when you see Robin even saying something, right? You're like, ooh, you know what? Okay. Yep. Then... You see Giselle, right? How she positioned it. And I am glad that Ashley and Candace made up, right? Because the way Ashley brought it to Candace this year showed she learned better from last year, right? Yep. I'm, I'm going to tell you by yourself. And even how she, she put it up. And I think she went to Robin to kind of gauge it. Like, yeah, they have the scene. But I'm glad she went to Robin and not Giselle. And I think that was very smart. I think that was very smart. And I think you saying smart because it leads me to believe that Ashley and Giselle had a conversation like they did about Wendy last year, but this year they didn't have the conversation. So I'm going to go to Robin. I don't think they had it. Right. I don't think they had a conversation. And I think Ashley genuinely was trying to be friends with Candace. Okay. All right. I'll give her. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she wants to be in a bad place with Candace. And I think going to Robin, especially after last year with. Yes, that's true. Ashley probably was like, nah, I'm not going to bring this up to Giselle because I think, and this is where I'm circling to the Giselle point. She knew that Giselle would use that. Yeah. Because you see it in the scene where Giselle is now trying to tell Candace, right? So Ashley has told Candace, Candace appreciates it. You see how Giselle is framing it, right? And this is how I know how calculated she was. In that scene with Robin, Giselle kept trying to punch. 
saying different things in yes. the conversation with a reaction out of Robin. Robin wasn't taking it. She was like, I yeah, you wanted to come to my room, but my glam squad was gone. Okay. Well, yeah. And then he was talking about his wife. Okay. Maybe he's wanting to vent to you. Well, Robin, don't you think? No, girl. She's telling you. <laughs> Friend, if you knew that your glam squad went in there, you should have stood out in the hallway. Right? Okay. You know what? We're not going to have this conversation. But then if it was that detrimental that he was venting about Candace, why didn't you tell Candace then? You waited. Right. Right. You waited wait. all this time. And then now you're trying to pose it to Candace because you do know about this story about from Ashley. And this is what every, I want everyone to understand because everyone was like, Ashley knew what she was doing. It's not a DM. I'm sorry. It is called a direct message. No matter if that you're replying true. to a story, whatever, those are called. Because I said that. I said she I knew the I difference. got a, a comment. Like, yeah, that I'm responding to a comment. It was technically a DM. And I think people have to go into these seasons, and this is how I do it, you go into the season on no sides. You go right. into the season being willing to change your opinion. Now that, yes, yes. Because I that's agree. why I enjoy Candace now. You have to learn that these people are going to grow. You can't always blindly support someone. So with Ashley, I think, yes, she has done some messed up stuff in the past, but like, give her some grace because we saw how she approached Candace. She was nervous about it. Like, she was like, look, I'm just letting you know because she said something that let me know she was on the right page. She said, and by chance, I didn't want you to go through his phone because people do that. Yes, yes, yes. Relationship. And she was like, yep. and I didn't want you to think something that yeah. it wasn't either. Like him sending me a message because she could have seen that. And like, Chris, what is this, right? Mm -hmm. And then now Ashley, by default, so she's just trying to get it. So with Ashley, I appreciate. So you have Giselle now framing this up. Yep. Leveraging what Ashley said because she was trying to take two isolated incidents and make, and make them it like a pattern. Yep. But he didn't know that Candace and Ashley has talked about this. But I also think she was doing it to sever Candace and Ashley. Yes. Because I think Giselle, quite frankly, was targeting Candace towards the end of that reunion last year. She was targeting Candace in season five. And then Monique yep. got into that fight and she went right back to because she never really liked Monique either. Right. She used them against each other. Yeah. And I wish that's what got covered. That yes. Season. Me the too. The only person who said it was Karen. Yes. And that was what frustrated me was it was Giselle going back and forth between Monique and Candace and getting them riled up. And then it she let it explode. So here we have it. She's weapon. She's like, all right, here we go. And then in that same conversation, she's trying to form it to get a reaction out of Candace. Oh, well, I really don't remember what he said, but you just that told Robin two scenes ago what he said but and then people are people are only hearing because i don't like this whole in certain conversation you can't negate or dismiss how i feel to an extent in some situations i actually can especially if i know what you're she literally said i don't remember what he said i don't remember the conversation he did nothing to make me feel uncomfortable but I felt uncomfortable. You and you can't dismiss my feeling. I actually can't. Because that's a you problem. Mm. But it's also, Taria, it's also more dangerous because you're now trying to frame Oof, this on the it. foundation from assault like tendencies. Yes. He knew my glam squad was gone. Yeah. I didn't want to be in a room with him alone. He's talking to me about his wife. Then you're telling Robin, oh, I've had many a married men try me before. He was Thank trying you. to see that I'm with it. So it, are you trying to allege that either A, he was trying to take advantage of a situation because you were alone, or B, he's trying to step out on his wife, right? Which is it? Because there's you're two not different. to do two different things 
with this. And then beyond that, you, you're trying, she leveraged Ashley. That's why I was like, Ashley was smart not to go to Giselle yeah. because it would have looked like last season, but it's not. Um, you're trying to now leverage Ashley and ruin that relationship because you want more allies, right? And then it's like, you could tell the devil was in the details when she let that smirk get on camera. Oh, and well, I was ooh. just like, me, So you. I was, can I tell you, I was watching it with Corey last night and we watched it on Peacock instead of DVR because I like how Peacock doesn't have any commercials. Mm-hmm. And he, when I tell you the commentary he had, he was like, I, this is ridiculous. I know this is a show, but like you could tell she's clearly lying. And he was like, everything we said, now, wait a minute. You don't know what he said. He, you can't remember what he said, but then he didn't say anything like this, but then he made you feel uncomfortable. Then he didn't do anything. And when she got up and that smirk right there, it like it was like, she couldn't help that it jumped out of her. And to me, that is not something that I could can respect because nope. that it, it, to me, I can't, when people say we need someone to move story, I want someone to move truth. Yes. Moving a, a, a made up situation to get ratings and views, we may as well be watching a, a, a scripted, a loosely scripted, at least like reality show. Right. Like this is if this is supposed to be reality. Yes, we know they got to get permits and they all are put in certain situations. But this right here to me was so far gone. To me, it was far gone. And I never cared for Monique. But I will say when Candace first came, I didn't like her at all. And I never liked Monique. However, in me not liking Candace, I recognized that I didn't like her because I liked Robin and Giselle and she was at odds with them. I knew in my mind she was reacting to them. Right. So mm-hmm. if, if you're going to have your favorites, y'all, at least be honest about it mm-hmm. and not because this whole Brandon, if I hear one more time, talk ish, get hit. You don't really mean that because if you're saying Candace is always responding then that means someone is talking ish to her. She's just not swinging on them. She's using words. So even though I didn't like Monique and Candace, I liked their friendship together. And I wanted them to get them green eyed band. Even though I still like them, I can still enjoy like get them together. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, Karen to some extent, because I just felt like they had a true friendship, at least I I thought or whatever. So at that, re- I was going to say at that reunion, um, oh my God, I just lost my thought. It'll come back. But, but you had circled back to Cand- uh, Giselle gunning for Candace. When she said last year to Mia, I would have let Candace, uh, uh, Mia clock you. I was like, uh-huh. Now, mind you, miss the season prior, we don't condone violence. You got a body We don't do this on this show. And that's where it gets nasty. I was having a conversation with one of my best friends. And we were comparing like Lisa Renna to Kenya as like the quote unquote villains. And mm. I said, you know why Kenya is a little different for me? And I'm gonna circle this back to Potomac. Okay. I was like, because same thing kind of like Candace is typically, no, she's not necessarily in the right, but she's responding to something and then she's just taking it too far, yeah. right? Whereas Lisa Renna is more calculated and manipulative. Yes. What she's doing, the it's the intent behind it, right? And that is where my issue lies with Giselle. It's the intent behind it. Because you know exactly what you're doing. Yep. You know exactly you're going to be protected again. 
Yes. So you're out here playing around in these streets because they want someone to quote unquote move the story. And she's such a quote unquote great producer. And it's like, I saw Candace's tweets and I agree, but at what cost? At what because cost? Let someone actually run Giselle into the ground. Listen. For her she wouldn't like that. And I just think it's an unfair advantage because she always guns for people's marriages. And yes. the only thing that they can come back with is that she does not have Thank a Thank you. But I'm sorry, at that point, I hear the fandom, I get it. But if this woman is turning on the heat in the kitchen Thank and you. can't stand the fire, don't start the fire in the first place. It's not fair. It's I, not fair. I posted that the other day and, I, and, and I've had this conversation with friends. I'm tired of people saying, oh, they're using the whole the old housewives trope. You don't have a man. I said, see, y'all can't have it both ways. Right. Y'all say when someone responds a certain way, they're going too low. So when they're responding to her, they're meeting her on the level that she attacked them right. in relationship. So and I can then say. Maybe, maybe then she shouldn't be cast if she doesn't have a dating life. Thank because that's you. where I'm also finding an issue with these shows is that they're casting people for the sake of television and ratings. Like Housewives, when it first started, at least to me and what they were putting out, it was people who were either engaged, married, divorced, or divorcing. Or at least we're entertaining a dating life to be considered the quote unquote modern day trope of a housewife. Right. Now, we have heard, and I even said this with Kendrick. Remember, Portia got divorced because yep. she to show her love life. Claudia was dating some guy at the time and she didn't want to put that on TV. Like, there's been moments where when people don't yep. want to show their life, they demote them or they don't want them on the show. So, why is it a special case for villains, quote unquote, to mm. come in here and do this without following the same type of protocol and requirements to get in through the door? For me, right. that's lousy. It's, 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 I'm sorry, but it's weak storytelling. Yes. And it's telling me as a viewer, you don't trust in your cast to deliver. And if that is the case, recast the show. I, oh my God. Let me tell you, it, it's like we can still want to watch these types of shows, right? Be entertained, get compelling, compelling storylines without, I refuse to make myself believe in a narrative that I see being produced. I will right. comment on it as a commentator. But to really put stock in this narrative, I was having a conversation with uh, some friends and we were talking about Candace. And I would always say, it is interesting to me to watch how people react to certain, to, to white women and then certain looking black women versus mm -hmm. a Candace and a Wendy. And I said, Y'all accused Candace of body shaming last year. And I said, now, let me be clear. I'm going to put this out there. It's very hard to offend me. So I don't get offended by anything they say, because I know in an actual either, if, if we're in a fist fight, I'm going for blows. I'm going to try to win. And in a word fight, which I would never want to engage in, but we found ourselves there, right? So in a, <laughs> if, if you're in a fight, you want to come out, what? The victor, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you're in a fight, a lot of women against one. Sometimes you'll say or do anything to get them up off you. I said, so we have here Candace saying to Ashley, talked about her forehead. Y'all get upset about that. She called her wide body. And I, I get why people get upset about that. I said, then we're watching Atlanta and we're watching Sheree called Drew a busted can of biscuits. And people thought that was funny. And somebody said, because it was funny. And I said, and I think Candace is funny. So then who's right? So then you really have to me then to me, like because these shows watching these shows and our reactions for some people do kind of like there's a reason why we react to certain cast members the way we do. 
Oh, yeah. And so to me, you have to start looking at that. I've heard people say with Candace, I just want her to react different. I just want her. We're never saying with these ladies. I just want them to come at Candace with something legit. And mm-hmm. so it's, I, I, I wonder about that. So it was interesting to hear someone say they thought someone calling somebody's body a busted can of biscuits when we know what happens when you open biscuits and what that looks like. Right. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen Randy. Right. <laughs> so that was okay because it was funny. Mm. I think the word gutter snipe is one of the best words I've ever heard. Ooh, look at Ayala, right? Didn't she that? Yes. I lo- Can I tell you, oh. I love that word. I was. <laughs> it's such a great. It's such a great adjective. Because it, like, it to me, it 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 encaps. It encaps. It. Oh my god! It in, the word is right there, but it it encases. I'll say it includes the gutter. Then I think of a snake, like gutter snipe, mm-hmm. a snake. Like I just think of all the things that are below your feet, the dirt, the grime. I, you know, I don't know. I think it's more. Maybe that's more. But I think it's depending on how you use the term. Because I think it's an adjective. No, it's also a noun. It's also be a verb. A verb, snipe. yeah. It's, it's an ever-changing word. I was thinking yes. I was but no, I agree with you. And I think that has to deal with, and I'm about to get into the, to the, Come on. To the here. Come on. I was, um, a couple months ago, I was doing, um, some diversity, equity, inclusion, um, development learning. And, um, in the session, they talked about the TV show. I think it's called a hundred humans on Netflix. Really great watch. Um, okay. basically they do like these, um, randomized like they have 100 humans for these experiences and they ask you different questions of like they present scenarios and like the one that it was what I was watching was about attractiveness mm. and it was basically like they pulled 100 people and they had given them like these mock trials right and they put a picture of like who the quote-unquote criminal was mind you none of these people committed the crime maybe they were just actors but like they put up a picture okay. of someone that they deemed to be quote-unquote attractive versus quote-unquote unattractive and then they put up what the charges were Whereas people who were deemed to be more quote unquote attractive, they were trying to give less sentences to versus people that they didn't deem were attractive enough. And so when I take, think about that logic and I'm watching Housewives, yep. it also plays into the colorism of it all yes. and who we, who we deem to be quote unquote prettier, right? Yep. When it comes to Drew on Atlanta with Sheree, let's, let's talk about facts because this Ooh. is a Come. situation. All right. Cause I'm about to, I, I can't. Um, Sheree, when she throws shade, Sheree is doing it because she's stumbling. Yes. She's stumbling. And yes. she herself is not a great housewife. I'm going to go on the record and say, say that. Say it. Sheree has never been a great housewife. Never. Sure. Has she given us some great one-liners? Yeah. Who going to check me, boo? I love that. All of that, right? Fine. But let's put let's put facts when it comes into this world of reality TV with Sheree. What has Sheree produced as an actual housewife? Mm. She by Sheree... <laughs> I get so into when they it. Ran with this storyline last season, because I'm, I'm about to clock through all the BS here. They tried to say Sheree has never had a fashion show. Skirt, yes, she did. Season two. Season two, she had a fashion show. Call it what you her. want, but it was a fashion show. It was a fashion show because that was when her and Lisa Wu were in competition, when Lisa Wu had Closet Freak and she had She by Sheree. That was the finale of season two. The issue with Sheree was not that she could not produce a fashion show, it was she could not produce a line of fashions beyond said mm. fashion show. So here we are in this season where you just now hop on a She by Sheree storyline because your Tyrone storyline didn't work out. Mm. So let's call a spade a spade because we didn't even address Tyrone at the reunion. No! So let it be known and let it be clear that you were brought back because they couldn't get NeNe Leaks back on the show. Marlo was given a peach because Portia left. So if we're going to run it all the way down, 
drop it with Drew, whether we like it or not. She is actually doing something, has a website that works. And I work and have worked with fashion before. So broadcasting that your website is broken is not an accolade. That means you don't have enough money on the back end to sustain the bandwidth of traffic that is coming to your site. If you know that you are launching She by Sheree on Housewives of Atlanta season finale, and you know that you need to have the bandwidth, why would you not invest the money where it needs to go? And the answer is there was no money to invest where it needs to go because, again, she's pulling this out of thin air. So mm. if we're going to sit and talk about it, let's talk about the facts. Drew actually has a product. Yes. Drew, whether you like it or not, has a IMDb page and an acting career. Sheree has tried to have an acting yes, career. Yes, she did. Remember the show that Drew was actually a series regular on as herself, Sheree had a cameo on when it went to BET. Mm. So let's keep it all the way clear. You when better. When it comes down to mm. Drew versus Sheree as housewives, Drew was pulling in better. No, yes. I don't like Ralph, but her married life is better. She can throw shade. She's standing on her own. She's making friendships. Where Sheree came back this season and did what? Nothing. Nothing. She sat on and did what? Nothing. So when Sheree throws mm. shade like that to me, it's showing her hand. She's not prepared, but she thinks that these rehearsed reads will help her. Just like in her confessions this season, a lot of those were rehearsed. You yes, can tell. You can like, tell. So when you were sitting and calling another woman, a busted can of biscuits, I'm not going to respect you. Because at, at the end of the day, I don't like body shaming, number one. But number two, let's be clear. Let, let's keep it all the way clear. <laughs> Drew has worked on herself and is working on her body. And if you're also supposed to be a fitness person, Thank you. why would you shame another woman? Why would you? And why to sit in a confessional and say, I'm the fitness person when you've produced nothing? She also said, and I could not find the clip, but she said, Drew was just a face to it. I don't just put my name something my name on something. Flash forward to her interview, mm. and she's saying, uh, they're calling her out on the she by she. You do she. just put your name on something. And not mm. only that, talking about the rehearse reads that aren't even good. If people would take the time to like listen to what these housewives say, she said, Drew has not booked any acting gigs. Drew is not good, a good actor. Then she said, you're on movie set stealing props. So if she's on the movie set, that would mean she booked the job, right? The job. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and I Sheree, remember- and that's the thing. She can't, like when Candy was like, Sheree, you were talking about me all season. I was, where? Don't sit here now. Because Sheree, let's, 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 facts are facts. She's a coattail rider. Yes, okay? she is. And when Kim Zosiak was on the show, she rode her coattails, okay? When Kim was off the show, and she came back. Whose coattails was she riding with? Portia and them. Remember when she aligned? Yes, yep. And she was with Portia and everybody. And then she was riding Marlo's coattails back then. Yep. Because again, and this is where Candy frustrated me. Sheree was the one who actually took the rumor in season nine, gave it to Marlo. Yes. Then it was Marlo who came to the table and dropped the bomb. It started with Sheree. And she took it wrong. When you, see, this is why I love you so much because you're a fact person too. Yeah. <laughs> when I don't fault Portia when she said who said that because Portia never said out of her mouth, Candy is a lesbian. That is Correct. not what was said nope. at that table. So nope. that's why Portia was like, well, who said and that? Wish, and I wish they would explore that because proper context. They were talking about Portia dating Candy's ex. Yep. And when she said um, something about uh, maybe Candy was in the closet, right? Yes. That was what Sheree said. Maybe Candy was in the was closet. In the, yes, she, she did. All my business. And then 
that was on Portia's set or maybe still is in one. Now, context of that conversation, if you're saying that Candy is just all up in my business, maybe she hiding in the closet, Portia's comment back is probably like, yeah, child, because that's how she's still getting my tea. Is she still all up in my... So you then took a moment because you didn't have nothing else going on on this show, picked it up, and then took it to Marlo, <laughs> who then blew it out of proportion. And I wish that is why they really did these deep dives into these conflicts on these shows. Me too. Because a lot of things get lumped into something that it shouldn't yep. be in. Yep. There's not what when people always say Portia's a liar. I've heard people say she's a liar. She said she didn't say Candy was gay. Well, she didn't. She didn't. She never did. She didn't. And that was why I was like, when Candy watched the show back, she should have had heat for Sheree. Yes. Like, and even this season, she's all for self. And, and, and did you see, I saw comments saying, why does Candy keep bringing up that she helped Marlo? Because Marlo was on this platform saying yeah. she never helped me, which also speaks to Marlo is not as light as a Ashley, a Karen, a Giselle, Mia, Mia's friend and Ashley's friend. Because I said, now, wait a minute. Are they looking for a certain archetype in Potomac? Anyway, um, so, yeah, so I said, because they all look the same. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. On Sunday's now episode. That was shame. That was shame. <laughs> um, I said they, it, they all look alike. But this is the thing. And I and I think about it because, like, we, we were talking about, like, you know, how people pick and choose, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes, like, the body shame and things like that. And, and I honestly think it plays into a lot of things with the Bravo fandom. I think it deals with colorism. I think Def it and they don't even realize who it. people deem are more attractive than others as wives, who are prettier than others as yep. wives. And I also think for me, and this is why I just watch these shows with a fair lens, because I don't know none of these women. The no. only housewife I do know and have a relationship with is Bronwyn from OC. So, like, that's it. Um, everybody else, I'm just watching via the TV screen um, and, and getting pieces of, of content and context here. So when it comes to it, I have no allegiance nor right. allegiance to these women. You have fans who feel like they do. And there is something about that alliance or allegiance that brings them instant gratification and validation. So like for mm. no reason, they will always go up for these people. And then you give them a fact and child, you will see them backflip. Listen. And used to say, I want to see you backflip. <laughs> Literally, that is what they do. They will sit there and try to make sense out of no out of nothing wrong. instead of you can say listen that time when nini and kenya were going at it and nini made the spitting motion at her spitting oh, yeah. is one of the most disgusting things i said i'm going to lay myself out on the sword and say i still love nini i wasn't mad at her for what she did but i recognize how horrible it is and if kenya had jumped over that table and choked her that would have been what she got we, right. We're not asking you to say you don't like them anymore for whatever reason you identify with who you identify with. But when you really sift through what mm -hmm. they're saying, you because I have also learned you learn a person two ways, what they say and what they don't say. So there's right. a lot of things that aren't being said. And we know production cuts out a lot. But I remember Giselle sitting on chat room mm -hmm. saying that Karen said. Wendy was ugly and doesn't fit like the look. So either you're so if Karen said that, that's messed up. But if you're lying, why would that be the lie that you would choose to tell the lie about the differences in color? 
Why would you lie about that? And you know what, though? But this is the thing. I don't think Karen said that. Me neither. I don't think she did either. Because Giselle and them told on themselves when they did that house split, when they went on that trip. Yes, and they did. And who was in the cottage together? Karen, Wendy. Can't, yep. Karen. Wendy, Wendy. And wasn't it? Um, who was A scholar. A scholar. So mm-hmm. why would Karen say Thank that? Thank you. No, I think it's Giselle. I don't, I I don't believe Giselle. Karen said that either. I think it's, to be honest, I think it's Giselle, and this is why. When I think about the history, she ain't like Monique from Jump, nope. and she ain't like Candace from Jump. She sure did not. And she teetered with Sharice a little bit, only when Sharice was going to clock her tea and, and let her tea be known. And I, you know, for me, and I, I, I know I can speak for you and a lot of the Black content creators and, and Black people in this uh, Bravo sphere, Stephanie, Kendrick, all of it's not a fun thing to recognize colorism or racism. So mm-hmm. there is no I gotcha moment. I'm Zell from Who Asked Me podcast the same way. Like there's no I got you moment. Ha ha. Because honestly, even though it's a show, it can be very triggering when you're watching these shows. But you, I'm looking at it. And the reason I keep talking about same energy, same energy. If you line up the things, if we're going to go by going too low. You line up the things Ashley has said. You line up the things Candace has said. I spoke to someone about that during the Potomac Five season. And somebody said, you know what? I forgot all of the nasty things Ashley said because she's just so cute. Mm. To me, that said a lot. And then um, there's been talk that Ashley has. Ashley knows how to play the game. So I said, well, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be watching reality TV. So it's not, I, I'm not supposed to be able to see a game played. So if she knows how to, if you say she knows how to play the game, then you're also saying you recognize that this whole thing of hers is an act and that she really is this nasty person. So what is it about Candace that makes you react? And even Wendy, I may have had the same reaction Wendy did when because here's the thing, people focused on Giselle saying, Wendy, you've changed. And everybody's saying, well, she did change because she's dressing like this. She's dressing mm-hmm. like this. Giselle was trying, like she's doing with Ashley yes. and with her story. She's trying to say, I'm concerned about you because you changed your body. You're dressing like this. Oh, is it maybe because of the rumors that we heard that Eddie was cheating? Because you right. wanted that rumor out there. There was no true concern. Right. Nope, you're right. So... Can't so Wendy and then even um Wendy uh when she came after Robin, if she had taken a beat, she probably would have recognized. But I do understand why she probably figured, mm-hmm. well, I only talked to Giselle about this on the phone, but now Ashley knows and Robin's with. So I wish, yes, I wish she would have taken a beat, but I get the emotion behind it. And Giselle said that Wendy spent all last year tearing down her family. So what were you, what do you think you were doing to her putting these rumors out? And the producer that Candace called for last night, Eric Fuller, I'm going to keep saying this. He was on a podcast called the Bravo daily dish a couple years ago. And those hosts asked him to basically what woman would you go hang out with here? What woman would you do here? He also said, that Giselle never gets the story right. She'll call you and say, hey, did you hear such and such and such and such? And he'll have to say, Giselle, that is not true. That is not how it happened. Oh, okay, then bye. The producer said that. 
So just, if I can't trust you as a reliable narrator, even if you're calling yourself out, you think I trust what you're saying about these other women on a show that people say it's produced around conflict, but like you said, it wasn't like that before. I don't like when it comes to things like marriage and this and that, that if there was rumors about Chris out there in the street, I would rather as raggedy as it may be, bring it on and say it at least. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't it wouldn't look like you were just making all this stuff up. But for her to sit there in her party city wig that does not sit down for you to look at Candace. When you could have taken that wig off and it would have stood up on its own because that's how bad it was. <laughs> for you to sit in front of Robin. With your no dressing 1995 called and once it's fashioned back because you're not bringing it back right and say that many a married men have tried me to insinuate. I don't know what my reaction would be. I gave Candace a lot of. Because yeah. she knew what was coming. She knew. Well, and what Candace did, though, what I'm glad that happened was she left in real life. When <laughs> stuff like that happens, people leave, like I would be like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you enjoy this. Yeah. I'm out because I'm not doing this. And I may I have raged exactly in the car. <laughs> and like to your point too, like when I think about it all, Giselle is the reason for a lot of conflict in Potomac. Like when you think about Ashley, when Ashley first popped on the scene, Ashley when she first popped on the scene was a fun girl. Yeah. Season one, it was them gunning at her and coming for her that made her start to get on them. Because it was them asking her at that party, oh, how? what's the age difference between you and your husband? Oh, so he works? Oh, so blah, 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 blah. Yes. Like, Giselle hazes every single woman that comes onto this show as if she is back in college and she is going through Greek week herself. Like, I need her to cool it. Because to your point, she is saying all of these things and doing all of these things. And I'm a firm believer of what you put out, hmm. you get back. Now, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next year, but every time we do something, whether it be positive or negative, it is returned to us tenfold. And that is why watching these shows, it's so alarming for me that people have bought into this like, oh, but it's TV. Oh, y'all are just mad because of a TV show. Oh, no. Thank you. It goes beyond that. All right. I am a black gay man who lives in America. You, if I was on a TV show and I did something, knowing my platform, knowing who mm. I am, knowing how hard I've worked, I could lose something in an instant. And that moment is just not a TV show, right? Right. But, but when it's on your terms of not wanting to hold people accountable or to continue to enable these people to do these things, oh, it's just a TV show. Oh, why are y'all so mad? I think about Garcelle and Beverly Hills dealing with this stuff about her son. It's uh -huh. not just a TV show then, is it? It sure is not. It sure is not. And to that point, it's not just a TV show to people when it comes to Michael Darby. Oh, now mm. you want. But when it comes to X, Y and Z, it's just a TV show. Mm. If it was just a TV show at the end of this 45 minutes, everything would wrap up as they do on these sitcoms. But we know that this is real life. And I wish that even in Beverly Hills, Bravo showing never before seen footage the week before. So last year they made it seem like Garcelle was asking Lisa about her daughter um, 
maybe feeling bad about herself because she sees you dancing, you know, in underwear, not airing the part about her saying she felt bad or that she could be responsible for her son's drug use. So then you have all these ladies coming at her at the reunion and the height of George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. And then you have this white housewife with a son that's a cop. And Andy says, did anybody check on Erica? And Garcelle was the only one, the black woman. But none of them checked on uh, Garcelle. Speaking of which, can I pivot to Beverly Hills real quick? Because let me tell you, I am going to say this. I like Crystal. I really do. And you don't have to like her. You don't have to like none of these housewives. But as Brandon said, we are about fact. And if I'm wrong, please let me know. I, it was so hard for me to watch white women tell this woman that her experience was a lie. And I'm going to, and I'm always going to ride for the black woman, Garcelle. That doesn't also mean I can't call out some things I see, meaning when Crystal brought up the whole, you know, she said some other dark things, it was brought up. Because Garcelle said, hey, I feel like no matter what she said or did, you would Mm -hmm. say, are you that girl? And Crystal said, well, no, she said some dark things. I personally didn't like the comment. I didn't like that comment coming from a person. You said you don't see color, but now you want me to clap because you said Chinese. Number one, was the girl Asian or was she Chinese? Okay, maybe that was a mistake. I get it. But uh, uh, Chinese, black and your daughter are in your hot tub and you thought, what a moment. If I was at someone's house and they made a point to tell me, hey, you know, my daughter, like she had her black girlfriend over here the other day. Why would you need to tell me that? Because white people operate in the world in a way that they don't have to explain their presence because they're everywhere. But when it comes to us, because, you know, we're not everywhere, not accepted everywhere. Oh, my my. My beautiful daughter had one of your black children in my hot tub the other day. Now, I'm not saying anything about Sutton because maybe she didn't mean it that way, but I can see how Crystal felt. What I wish she had done was said it then. This is what she said. And to me, this was dark. So for them to invalidate her experience, never get a word out. I also understood when she was saying about the 14 friends and filming, oh, I thought you said you were filming. So were you not filming? There is a lapse in between the time you get the show. So technically you're on the show, but you haven't started filming. And that information came from Teddy Mellencamp. Let's be clear. (laughs) Cause Teddy talked about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So it just, and then bringing in Diana, let me go back when, they talked about Crystal's eating disorder and Dorit sharing that. That moment wasn't shared on camera. We know that is very clear. Kyle, Kyle sat there and said nothing, right? Kyle didn't say anything. Let's think about the flashback, the never before seen footage, when Erica lets it be known that Kyle said, I want people to see how Kathy is. What did Kyle say to Erica in that flashback? When I say something to you in private, mm-hmm. it's for us in private. But she did not speak up in defense of Crystal there. So now let's go to Erica. I mean, so now let's go to Diana and Garcelle. And Diana says he could have wiped my name out. And Kyle fixes her lips to try to explain 
what Diana meant. And this is why I've never seen it for Kyle from day one. Again, everyone's not going to like anybody, but fair is fair. And now we're talking about a race issue in this woman's 14 year old son. And you're mm-hmm. trying to defend or, or try to explain Diana. That's when she should be out there on her, on her own. You spoke to your eating disorder, which by the way, let's be clear. Y'all ignored last year because it was tied to a race issue because Crystal said at Kyle's house that that incident when Sutton triggered her. And what did Lisa Renna say? At least we helped you lose five pounds and move past it. Now this uh-huh. season, you can't talk about it. So you spoke up about your eating disorder with Crystal to be relatable. Now you have Dorit spilled. I mean, because like Crystal said, I'm not normally graphic. Right. You say nothing, but you want to try to defend this white walker that we're looking at on screen. Like, I, I just can't. I, Taria, not white walker. <laughs> um, this is not Game of Thrones. <laughs> they try to act like it, though. Yes, yes, um, they do. I, where my issue is, because I like Crystal, my my issue was that she should have said it. Yes, she should have. Absolutely. This is, where I, this is how I see the scene. Like, this is how I took it. They were opening the floor. Yes, Garcelle said that. And to be honest, I did agree with Garcelle in that moment. I feel last season, no matter what Sutton did, Crystal was going to have a problem with Sutton because it was already bad blood. Even from the Genesis. So I got what Garcelle was saying was like, no matter what Sutton would have done last year. It's like when you first get a bad impression of someone, like a bad yes. impression, and you're like, I'm not dealing with it. Okay, anymore. wait, you just cleared something up for me, though. Mm-hmm. you're saying basically going forward from that incident, no matter what Sutton had done. She was going to say, oh, you're always going to I was looking at it. I'm sorry, not, but I was looking at it like she meant when Crystal said it in that moment, Garcelle was saying, you were going to say that anyway, but it makes sense what you're saying now. Right, I was looking at that it. time. Yeah. Cause remember at that time they weren't, they weren't good. Like, they, right, right. So no matter what Sutton would have done in the past up to that they, it was Got always going to be. It was always going to be. Crystal was Crystal. Sutton was Sutton. Got and it. So okay. I understood what Garcelle meant by that. Of like, no matter what she said or what she did, mm-hmm. it was going to be you're that girl because they already had gotten off on the bad foot. Like it wasn't. So I felt in that moment because two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yep. Crystal said Sutton said things that are darker. So I'm giving her that grace. I'm like, girl, let us know. But I also could see in a world where maybe Garcelle was right. And Crystal didn't want to own that and say, you know what? You're right. I, last year, we were not in a good space. Therefore, I didn't see it for her. Yeah. And I think had she would have said that, it would have been done. It would have been done. Or said, I "I felt like this because she said this, but I also see what you're saying. Right. But instead, what she did was pivot into this, well, she said something that was dark. And then as a black person, if someone tells me somebody this, I'm like, okay, now this should the N-word. Like, what is happening? And it felt like a carrot that Crystal was like, but I got this thing, but I'm not gonna tell you, but I got this thing. And I'm and I wish she just would have said it. Yeah. Because then you let room for these other women who so, we know are always looking for a moment. Yes, yes. Because why? Crystal Sutton and Garcelle could honestly take this show, move forward yes. with the rest of these women, and it would be refreshing. They know that. The five, yes. four, four, five below know that. Yes. So, like, you know, they are watching <laughs> her, and they they know. So, Garcelle Sutton and Crystal need to honestly start having meetings. Yeah, come like, on. 
Listen, they going to be trying to gum for us. Whatever you have said about me, put this on the table so we can handle this accordingly. And so I am glad that Sutton and Crystal are in a better space, but I agree with you. Like two things can be true at the same time. And although that Crystal didn't tell us that, you know, the women could have at least still, you said, you know what? Okay. And the thing about violated, Crystal used the word in proper context. So did Kyle. But I didn't like how Kyle was like, yo, well, my house was robbed. I didn't like that either. It's like, Kyle, oh, Kyle, (laughs) I have seen you from day one. Hmm, Say it. I've watched your shows from day one. The reason I don't see it for Kyle is because you outed your sister as an alcoholic on national television. So when it comes to things, you love to throw people under the bus for the sake of not only yourself, but this show. Say that. I will never forget she did it to Lisa Vanderpump with Muhammad saying he about the kids having limes and Lisa, even if Lisa was being manipulative, because people always people like to say Lisa manipulated Kyle. I believe they are the same person and that to a degree. I feel like Kyle could even be more. Sometimes the quieter person gets away with more. So when she said, don't mention it at the lunch, what did Kyle do? She brought Mm -hmm. it up and Lisa Vanderpump got the heat from Yolanda. Mm -hmm. So, sorry. Yep. So when it comes to that reunion for me was frustrating because I just don't like how there are the double standards for the black women. So minus Sutton, because they don't give her that same grace. Why? Because she's friends with Garcelle and Crystal. Um, Mm. And so... They, these women are working overtime to try to get rid of these other women. Why? Garcelle is keeping it real. And she's literally saying what she means. That finale episode was one of the best episodes of television because you watched in real time. Garcelle is telling Kyle exactly what she needs to know. These are not your friends. If they cared about you and you said you're over this, they would drop it. Now, I do understand friends that are like, are you sure you're okay? Whatever. But if that's my friend's battle to fight, right? And if my friend is telling me, hey, friend, I'm fine, I can feel however I want to feel about it, but I'm not going to intervene. You do your thing. I'm going to sit on friend island. If this works out, great. If it doesn't, I'm here to catch you. So, like, you know, do that. But it's like these other women know because they're not providing anything to this show that yeah. Sutton, Crystal, and Garcelle are. Because their lives are interesting and people want to see them and people want to get to know them. And that is why they are winning. So you're watching these women work overtime to try to tear them down and ruin their credibility and really make them look bad. And unfortunately, it's not working. It's not working for them. I mean, fortunately for us, we can see through it. Right, we can see, right, right. You know, but for me, what's happening with Kathy this season is exactly what Kyle tried to do last season. I'm going to lay it out for you. (laughs) Kyle and Dorit were running their mouths about Erica just Mm. as much as Kyle knows well enough how to produce this show. So what did she do? Every chance she got with Sutton, she wanted her to talk about Erica. Why? So that production could pick up those breadcrumbs to thread the story. So then that's why you have every scene when she's not with Erica making Sutton talk about it to tie it all together, right? To deflect Mm -hmm. and take away from Dorit and Kyle and the other women. But they kept those scenes in. And they got on, on Erica's grill and she burnt them at the reunion or whatever. <laughs> and then they wanted to apologize and like yep. go back and her with braces for what? I don't know. Honestly, like I wouldn't, um, no. but they wanted it. Whereas we have this season. What happened? Lisa Rinna <laughs> saw Erica spiraling. She knew that was going to get captured on the show. She looked for another moment to capitalize off of it. And that was Kathy Hilton. So then she's trying to blow up this Kathy thing 
way more than it was. Because Taria, remember, before the show even started airing, we were getting all the leaks of gossip of like, she said something homophobic and racist. It was to Sutton's assistant. Then it wasn't to Sutton's assistant. But then she had this blow up. And then the blow up was about Kyle. To then finally we saw, but then Lisa Renna's not making it about her and the other women. But you said it's about Kyle. And she said all these horrible things about Kyle. And so now if Kyle is saying if it's about me and I'm saying to let it go, mm. I can't let it go. Oh, because it's not really about you. It's because I'm trying to save Erica. But also I'm trying to give myself something on this show so that I can come back next season. Mm. What? And also... Y'all burning Crystal at the stake for not saying what the darkness was. Did we not watch Lisa Renna say over and over again? She said some vile things. Also, may I present, because you are a fair judge, I want to present this to you for consideration, Your Honor. <laughs> Bishop, that deleted scene confirms what I was thinking. Again, if y'all have not seen it, there is a deleted scene floating where Erica goes, well, Kyle said she was glad that we talked about it because she wanted people to see how Kathy was. And Kyle's face was like, well, that was supposed to be a private moment. I wonder if I had a sister that I wanted people to see. Mm. And I sat around and had conversations with two of my friends that I knew were the mouthpieces on the show. And I would actually breadcrumbed my friends and kind of mm. maybe coerce them, but not coerce them. Not like you need to say this, but more like, yeah, and she just always does this. And people always think it's my fault. And if people only seen the real. So then the friends pick up what you put in down and they continue to do it. But you don't want you start getting a little bit of heat too, because now people are like mm -hmm. in front of, why are they keep talking about it, Kyle? And you're like, I don't know. Can we just drop it? Can we just let it go? But Garcelle, because that Garcelle is also smart. Garcelle, no, Kyle, but why, why, why are you not dropping this? Now Kyle's feeling the heat. Let me back up. Like y'all really need to stop talking about this because it's all going to come back to you having a, we saw one. I mean, we literally mm -hmm. saw Erica say, it, and you said, if I tell you something in private. So what I present is that Lisa Renna, although she tried to make this her Emmy winning shining moment because she wanted it to be about herself because she needs to come back. And she wanted to protect Erica. She also thought, well, maybe the person that production finds favor with she wanted me to do this thing. So we're going to talk about it because it was interesting to me when they were leaving that dinner at the season finale, and Lisa Renner said, well, now this is definitely going to get out. And I started wondering, we saw the never-before-seen footage of the guy, Erica's right. people. It, it's it, There is a thread somewhere with Kyle holding the needle. See, I don't think Kyle, as much as, much as I don't trust Kyle when it comes to things, I don't think Kyle is a part of the Erica Renner setup. And okay. this is why. This is why. Now, I do think that Kyle has a, a real soft spot for her family. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that she wants to be at odds with Kim. I just think that she gets conflicted with sometimes putting her friends above her family. And I think, like, with this, knowing that the wedding was coming up, I don't think Kyle wanted any parts of a detriment between her and Kathy. 
to be honest. Like Kyle's okay. children are like her world, just like the rest of the people. Mm-hmm. And we know how hard it hits when people didn't show up to graduations and things like that. Yeah, yeah that's And yeah. so I couldn't see Kyle wanting this type of blowout right before her daughter's wedding. That's a good point. Now, I forgot about the wedding. The scene, the her talking to Erica, what I could understand, because I'm a I mean, y'all know I'm a fan of fairness. Mm-hmm. That was her just being real in a moment. Yeah. And thinking she's venting to a friend, like, girl, you know, as much as I love my sister, because I'm sure, I'm sure any famous I person have. in the oh. media Look, I'm who sad. has a sibling, <laughs> yeah. they probably have days too where they're like, Y'all know I can't say this stuff publicly, but like right. I'm glad that you see what I deal with. Like right. probably saying, like, yeah. girl, you know, yeah, I know I'm messed up and I have my ways, but girl, my sister be giving it to me too. You know, I think that's where she was more so coming from with like. Kyle having to feel like she has to uphold like this image to her friends and was like, okay, now that y'all have seen it, because certain things you know you don't talk yes. to your friends about because they yes. don't need to be mentioned on your personal life. Yes. Because like some things are beyond proper conversation. Like if you have an established relationship with a certain relative and you have healthy boundaries for a yes. reason and you've already done that and you don't need to go and redo that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't talk about it because there's, there's no need to comment. You're not right. opening up the commentary. So I could see where she maybe was just trying to vent to who she thought was a friend. Which I don't. I I was going to say, so you think she probably thought Erica was really a friend. And she probably was just letting it go. Now, Hmm. I think where that came in hand, again, I'm going to leverage it back to Giselle, right? How Giselle was trying to take those two incidents Mm -hmm. and put them together. Erica knew what Rena was up to because it's saving Erica's tail. And so that's why Erica then said what she said. Don't yeah. forget, Erica also told Diana with, when she had that makeup on yes. for that party, well, if we're going to talk about what Erica has done, well, why can't we talk about everyone, right? Yes, she did. So I think it was more so Rena and Erica than Kyle being involved. I think Kyle also, when it came to the information, had she had been involved with it, she went a clock with the information like that. So like- Like at I, the end, like with, with yeah. the, yeah. So I just think it's Kyle being Kyle. Um, I don't think she was threading any of this. I think that if anything, where Kyle was really threading things was like trying to get Diana more in the group. Like even with like the whole sudden interaction at Garcelle's party, even at the reunion, you can tell that's where the thread was for Kyle. I don't think it had to deal with Kathy. Okay, I will, I'm going to put that up for consideration. Audience, mm-hmm. you let us know. <laughs> what if we find out it was like like a little bit of both or none of it at all? Or Right. It's because it's just so much, like you said, with Diana, you notice because she definitely wanted, wanted, wanted to integrate Diana into that group. Mm-hmm. She never apologizes for anything, Kyle. When they talked about her bringing up her uh eating disorder and she goes oh yeah that was yeah and it's like well where's the apology and even there was some oh and with uh Sutton and when she grabbed Sutton it was like you had miscarriages like that is some highness stuff to say and no uh apology I'm like but it also I, I look at Sutton and I feel like it's hard for me sometimes with her so I just put outside what I feel like to be true whatever mm-hmm. but watching her on this show the effort she made to be friends with Erica, who continuously offended her, versus like, like it's like she makes a real effort with these white women. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like this, like I, I don't know. It, it's 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 so Beverly Hills to me has become 
I kind of only watch for their outfits now. Like, because all I of this. I watch for that. I honestly, like. Is it a fun just, show? It's one of those things where I honestly was not even trying to watch this season. Like, there were some episodes that I had to miss because I'm transparently, and I was even sharing this on Kendrick's, like, I've taken some steps back from reality yes, TV. I can say I, that, too. Like, because it's not, it doesn't feel fun for me anymore. No. Um, there were days of Housewives that I thought it was fun, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, even Scary Island on New York, although that was crazy, that was real in the moment. Nothing was produced. Um, yes. It's not fun. Like, Housewives used to be fun. It used to make us laugh so mm-hmm. our stomachs were hurting. Like, watching Maloof wash her chicken with that soap, that antibacterial soap. on Even the Maloof hoof. Like, how the funny Maloof was that? And the like... pump. You know, when I think about Atlanta, I think about, you know... Chateau Chiray, and I think about you know the old days of like Nini and like yes, came outside the restaurant. Like I think about the fun times that we got from these franchises, and it's moving into territory where I don't find it to be as fun anymore mm-hmm. because again, it's not just to show these are people's lives; they're real. Like for all the people who just went to BravoCon and you saw them in real life, right? Person, these are real people, whether we like them, we don't like them, what have you, they are real people. And I am a people person. Mm-hmm. And I, people always ask me, you know, oh, would you do a reality show? Oh, would you do a reality show? And I thought about it, but at what cost does That's- that come with, right? Like everyone commenting on my life. And I, I mean, l- let's be clear. Like I have no dating life right now. So like that wouldn't even really be like, I would talk about that. Like I talk about it every day with my friends, right? But I do think about like them then feeling like they can comment on like my friendships and then talking about how my yeah. friends dress. Or like, let's say my mom and I have an argument and like, let's say we've moved past that. And like, I don't then want to open it up to millions of people to feel empowered on commenting on me and my mom, although you don't have all the history. Like, yes, and yeah. there won't, there wouldn't be a lot of bad moments because my life is fairly positive. And even when I do have conflict, I navigate it very well. But it's at what reality TV has become and where it's headed that I'm afraid. Like, I, I at what cost? Like, I'm at watching Giselle and Candace. At what cost are you doing this? Chris's kids, Chris is an ex-wife. Right. You know, like, what is that what, about his children? Like, people who go to their schools, I'm sure going to talk to them about it. When I think about Beverly Hills and Garcelle's son, like, the way he mm-hmm. told him the only reason why we don't have a night, uh, uh, a neon neon. Neon, got a white dad. Like, at what cost are we building this machine? And so I honestly, when it comes to watching these shows, <laughs> very transparently um, <laughs> I'm only supporting my Potomac girls because they need my ratings and my support I support Married to Medicine me too um, I support my Atlanta girls if you, too. if you can't catch my trend right now in the words of Issa Rae I'm supporting everybody I'm rooting for everybody black Same. Um, and when it comes to the other franchises that I started with so like my OCs and I've given them a rest like seeing whether we like Noella or not why didn't they invite Noella back this season like let's be clear Y'all, again, y'all are going back to the drawing board to appease a certain demographic. Now, that that is so... Because at the end of the day, you're continuously showing us what demographic is the most important. Same thing, like, and I, I heard this from the Twitter and from the Instagram from BravoCon, and it was like, well, why did y'all wait to the end to do the Married to Medicine panels? And where, uh-huh. why was the Atlanta panel empty? And, yep. and it's like, because these are Potomac, Married to Medicine, and Atlanta are three of the best shows on Bravo that uphold yes, that Bravo household, but they don't get the proper shine nor recognition. They do not. 
They, and, and that's where I, again, it, it's that it's not fun anymore because I remember when Bravo used to do the fun promos and like, remember yep. when like they used to do like, yes. Before, yes. like, air. like I remember yes. Jersey, they had the one with them building the damn tree, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. playing the tree and the lightning strike and a tree oh, carbon yeah, on the tree. Yeah. Like one of those old types of promos and things like that. Uh, Summer of Bravo. Remember they yes, were Bravo those like, were the best. Yes. It just feels like we are getting so desensitized to things when it comes to for the sake of quote unquote television or entertainment yep, that we're just yep, supposed yep. to ride with it. And that's not what it's supposed to be like. No. You are allowed to say, I don't like it. You are allowed to say where this is headed. I'm not vibing with. And just because we've always done it this way, doesn't mean you always have to do it this way. Like you could honestly tell a compelling story. And I think the new Roni may be doing it. It's a real new group of friends. I'm so like, excited. And the me too. have you, you know? seen the, th you know, there's a petition on change org and i'm sure the back. names are karen and karen and karen and karen and karen and, and karen mm -hmm. and more karens that have signed it to get ramona and them back i'm the, sure it's there and i said and i tweeted not there being a change.organization from <laughs> the same people who summer of 2020 recognized that the women they were watching had issues nice. and now there's a petition to get them oh back my. on TV. Mm. And mm. speaking of Bravo trying to appeal to a certain audience, they're doing that with the white cast, but they're also doing that with the black cast. I refuse to believe that they don't hear the conversation around Potomac from black people. I've had white people tell me they don't see colorism. That's guess what? That's not a conversation you're a part of that conversation. You listen. Because if you've never experienced it, and like even when Ashley had told them last year, you know, I don't I don't see there being colorism on, you know, here. Wendy said, you can't say that because you benefit from it. So when you benefit from it, you may not see all the fallacies on mm -hmm. the other end. So I was listening to my girl, Brooke Ashley. She was at, and that's when I say that they're trying to shift certain black shows towards a white audience. The Potomac panel, she said maybe about 20 or so of black people stood up out of how many, like a thousand or so, like, was filled with white folks. And I've noticed that the discussion around Potomac changed. And I'm going to say it when more white folks started finding out about it. That is how well, I feel. And But this is my thing. And I'm going to, I'm about to, I'm about to shock the girls with this one. Um, you know, I... I don't have a problem with it going into a more white audience. I think that our stories need to be told, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also, you have to set it up for success. And that's my point. So it's like the reunion moderator needs to be a, a black person. Thank you. Because Thank if we're going to have these conversations, let's have them. Yes. And as much as I love Andy Cohen, you know, I, I, hold, I try to hold the man accountable where I can. But I also think he can be fun and engaging when he wants to be. I think moving into this new era of housewives, they need to have different reunion hosts. Like yes. Maybe for a set franchise. So let's say Z-Way, if she wants to do Potomac or whatever, mm -hmm. set her there. Kind of like how they did Nina Parker for Love and Hip Hop, mm -hmm. right? Do a staple reunion host who can navigate these conversations. No, it's not our job to educate, but at that reunion stage, we then can really lay it out how the yes. audience should be taking it, yes. right? 
And even maybe the after show format should change. Maybe leading up to the reunion, you do have a host or someone asking them these questions yes. and really unpacking it beyond just the conflict points that drive the ratings, right? Because then this show that has a lot of a great audience can now really understand how they're supposed to watch the show. And, and that's my thing, because I, I found people like, for instance, when the fight with Monique happened. And they all were in that room and Giselle was saying, we don't do this. We don't do that. I'm going to be very honest. There are certain things that black folks talk about that y'all that white people just aren't privy to our kitchen table. So there may be what where you just say, man, this is not how we want to be seen around mm-hmm. the kitchen table. Right. So whether I cared for Monique or not, I did not like that, that conversation with her. Number one, I didn't think it was genuine coming from Giselle. No, first of all. But if there was a genuine concern, I understand this is a show, but there was a way to handle that conversation in front of an audience that, you know, is watching that don't look like us because we understand. I understood what some of the ladies were trying to say. I just didn't like Mm -hmm. the delivery. But again, also, it was like you don't care whether you like her or not. She is a black woman that has probably has all these thoughts going through her mind like, oh, my God, I just did this on this network, blah, 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 blah. So I I can give her that. But when then when you find out that Bravo is cutting different pieces out when it comes to matters of race. I do not appreciate the heavy editing. If you're going Mm -hmm. to present this in front of a white audience, I think about Salt Lake City. And the way they tried to tell the story about Marion, and that's how you and I connected in Clubhouse talking about Salt Lake City. When I was hearing the things that people were commenting about Mary when they had never been to a black church, never seen a black church, called it a cult. When you belong, I'm not even going to call out other religions, but you get what I'm saying. Without even wondering, like, my church, they all don't drink from the same wine cup. I'm just saying, if we want to go there and talk about different things, right? Right. So I would never talk about the way Jewish, uh, the way Jewish uh, people worship, the way Muslim people worship, the way Catholics worship. So I don't expect you in your ignorance to be commenting on Mary the way you did. And I feel like Bravo set it up that way. So when it oh, comes sure. to presenting them at this white audience, if we don't have black producers black even i mean black cameraman black to tell our stories it gets distorted and now i'm hearing white people comment on things that they know nothing about if it and white people that are saying they want to learn and grow i also want to make clear we had fun watching these shows them talking about race when i hear people say i just want to go back to it being fun for some people that's translation for let's not talk about race there's a way mm. to do it and still have fun because y'all are the same people that claim you want to be educated or you don't want to know, say the wrong thing. They're not trying to make it a teaching lesson. You're just watching a show about black women and the dynamics. And if Bravo would show it in its fullness, then it would be a lesson while you're having fun and you wouldn't and you wouldn't even realize that. Right. So I, I don't like when they put these black shows or drop some of us um, or women of color in these casts. And then they're not set up for success because it, yep. for me, working with all white women at various points in my life, I have felt just um, Garcelle on every level. I have felt Crystal on levels. I have felt even some of the black um, when Marla, one of the funniest moments at Kenya's daughter's party, when Marlo said, 
Kenya, don't bring your boyfriends no more. I mean, because you know, because it's like, you know what I mean? Like, we just, there is there's a, a cultural dynamic. difference. Yeah, yeah there's a to, difference. Yeah. So yeah. I wish and that Bravo is, would set them up for success. I agree. And I think that's where, for me, it's like Bravo. It, it the shows are amazing and yeah. it is but it's beyond the shows bravo just has to have a better foundation and where i said i was going to shake up the girls to be honest <laughs> i could see at a certain point in time if we had a white cast member on potomac because wow. if they if they cast it listen if they cast it well right mm -hmm. i'm thinking like jill energy from married to medicine remember jill yes her Ooh, Dr. She Heavenly. wasn't really problematic. She just came in. She wasn't afraid. She like, was just her, yeah. And she actually kind of fit in. And I yes, was like, she did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If, if they brought a white woman into Potomac, I feel the greater conversations could be had. Okay. Because now, Giselle and Robin can't use this Ooh. to say no lie. Yeah, right? they, yeah, they sure can. And it really shifts the dynamics to really have these more robust conversations. And then from a strategic standpoint, right, it's the reverse of what they did to Roni and it's the reverse of what they did to Beverly Hills. And now you're putting a white woman as the minority among the, this crew. Yeah, we tried it with Atlanta, but at that point in time, we weren't having conversations like what we're having now. And I think we were like at our right. tables watching, but right. the greater, yeah, we're not. But now I think if done well, could be great. Now, I'm not saying it needs to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying it needs to happen next season or season, but I could see it happening with Potomac. Now, and people would say, well, why wouldn't you want us to continue to have an all-black cast, blah, 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 blah. I can hear that, and I and I do recognize that, too. Because um, that's fair, and that's valid. But I come from, a, I'm a strategic thinker and a strategic communicator, and mm -hmm. the best way to disrupt a system is to do something like this. Mm -hmm. Because then it, it forces the demographic that they're being catered to, to now have to watch how they operate in these spaces right. and have a mirror held up to themselves while watching this character or person right. navigate this conflict with these Black women, right? Mm -hmm. Especially after the summer of 2020, when a lot of people got a battery in their back as if they were doing allyship the right way. Say it. So it would be very compelling television without having to overly produce it to see if you cast it the right way and brought in a woman among this crew and had it. Because I'm sure they know someone. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Ashley has a friend. Let me, let me shut up. Mm, I'm Robin sure they do. Mm -hmm. Giselle, I know, probably got a friend <laughs> or two. Uh huh. Three, three, four, yeah. two, three, four, five. <laughs> you know? so, like, it would be interesting for me because I think that is not how only you get organic conflict. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also now having to provide the proper infrastructure to have these conversations because now that demographic that we know has been consistently catered to is going to be catered to even more. But because you don't want them to feel a certain type of way, you're going to have to set this up right. And see, and that's my fear because I get the thought of that sounds so like, well, I uh -huh. get it. And then the other, but and then it's like that inner, inner black uh -huh. girl in me was like, I wouldn't feel safe having like eat, eat with my friends. Now I feel safe be because I, there are certain levels as a black woman that I'm just not going to go to. 
as far as discussion with without with other people that don't look like me. And I think we all have that with whether right. you're a woman with a man. But so like I get I could see what you're saying. It would be so well. And then the other part of me is like, oh my gosh, but I can imagine the audience reaction if Bravo doesn't set this up right and tells and us that's the thing, you know they have to set it right. Now yeah. if they ain't setting it right, don't do it. Do yeah. not do it. Which means black people yeah, hands on. If they were to set it right, and I'm thinking before reunions, maybe have a couple Instagram lives throughout the season with some of the cast talking about through certain some of the issues that are coming up. There's a proper infrastructure rollout that they could do to really yeah. handle it well, because then it really, as much as I hate the word teachable moment, um, <laughs> <laughs> it gives that demographic what they need, kind of as a reality check. Um, because if you cast this woman who's not really problematic, right, and she's settling in well, some of those women are going to say, well, wait a minute, well, why is she, she's not having any problems? Oh, this isn't a thing, but why are you triggered to think that way? Right. And why are you triggered to, right? So it right, right. Worms in different ways yep. and it really gets the conversation going. So just a thought, but you know, I, <laughs> I can, no, I could, I could definitely see where you're going with that. I, I immediately thought of Bell Collective. Remember that white woman they had on? That that oh, she went to that, that brought, no that no she different. she was different and that and but that's the image that you know what I mean like that no, I have in mind because you, that's how yeah, I look at Bravo that was different <laughs> right I don't trust Bravo to tell the right story like unless they had us uh, gave black people full con- like control over how to tell a true story I think about that and for those of you that didn't watch Bell Collective there was a brunch. It's based around black women. One of the black women invited her white friend and they were talking about just how far they've come and colorism. And the white girl started crying and said, my family doesn't think of y'all that way anymore. Right. And then ran out. Then they went after her. And that what is what I can because that then I would yeah. have to turn the TV like I did with Summer House. Summer House and the reactions of people that don't look like me with the Sierra and Maya. And then hearing people say, Danielle needs to call the cops because Sierra threw a glass when these white women throw glasses. So I said, for me, y'all can have Southern Charm. Y'all can have Summer House. Y'all can have Winter House. Anything with house on the end of it, that's a mostly all white cast, y'all can have it. Mm -hmm. I'll continue to enjoy my housewives, continue to talk about the issues, but it's uh, that would be a very, 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 very interesting now I you got me like thinking. Think up the show a little bit, and I feel like all Bravo would have to do is drop the cast photo for the next season, and everyone would be like, "What?" Like literally. But to your point, yeah, it has to be done right. That's the only way it can be done is if it's done right. Um, because I feel like, especially knowing the Potomac region, because I'm also a fan of fairness when it comes to like the proper demographic of that region. Like you do want to see what the city is really reflected on screen. Did you know I live so like, like 40 a lot of people that live in Potomac. So yeah. like, you know, my brother like, lives in the in the Montgomery County, not in yeah. Potomac, but in, yeah. So like give us, you know, it would be interesting to see maybe like I'm trying to think of some great professions in that area. Maybe like a journalist in Potomac, like a political journalist could be an interesting approach or like, you know, there's ways to cast it. We'll we'll see what happens. But like yeah. I think that where Bravo is moving, like I said, for me and it's just not Bravo, it's just reality TV. Um, 
I just want it to be fun again. That's why my favorite reality show right now is like The Amazing Race, right? Why? <laughs> There's no produced drama. You get to see these people travel all over the world doing these challenges and it's fun. There's not too much to think into it. I have a great time. Like I, I literally do, you know? Even, even you say that with Married to Medicine, the rawness of it, I feel like with this cast of uh, Black women and their husbands, mm-hmm. there's something real about it even though even if you catch some of the women in a lot it's like it's something to me so relatable about the emotions that they have and the like someone said Simone is always hollering well I mean that's how a lot I mean like when she's excited when she's upset when she's you know and I'm loud so there's a relatability to it that I don't find in housewives with married to medicine so that show for me is is my number one, but I am finding, like you said, with these shows, I'm not watching them the day they come out because mm-hmm. I might be watching own or I might be watching YouTube, you know, or something like, like that. So I, you're right. There, there definitely needs to be a shakeup. Honestly, Brandon, I wouldn't mind if just what Candace did Sunday night, break the fourth wall. Like I wouldn't mind saying, you know, the last time we met up at the reunion, not the last time we were all in New York together. New York. Yep. I said the same thing. Yep. I agree. Like, let us see. That's on Beverly Hills. And I'm sorry. I, I felt like I knew what Denise was trying. I, when Kyle made a comment about Denise lying about being at work or why she was late or didn't show up or didn't show up. And Denise is saying, no, I actually was. And she's harping on that point. I get why, because I get what Kyle was trying to do. But the producer stepping in saying, okay. You were at work. Go on. Even on own. Do you um do you watch Love and Marriage Huntsville? I do not. So there was a point when a new cast member had come on with her husband. And one of the cast members' husbands had said, Oh, that's the chicken man. Like, because he was in business. And then she took it so offensively that she called her husband the chicken man. Every time they got together, they were arguing about it. And it was like another week of it. And the producer stepped in and said, Okay, guys, we got to let this chicken thing go. You got to move on. And it like seeing that was refreshing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, let's really see how the sausage is made and be willing to have the conversations. Because then I think we could really have authentic conversations about race. What I don't get about people is how do you think a black woman enters into an all white cast or a woman of color enters into an all white cast? And we're just supposed to not talk about it when the announce, see, and, and this is where I say Bravo can't have it both ways. You can't say Ebony Williams, the black new housewife, and it's black, 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 black. Crystal, the first Asian housewife on Beverly Hills, and every article is Asian. And then Garcelle, the first black woman, and then think they can't come on the show and talk about it. You set it up for you to look good in this time. But so we want, so in other words, just like they do with black. Football, basketball, let's use them. But don't talk politics. Don't talk about your beliefs. Don't you better not kneel. Don't you do any of this. Like you can't throw them into housewives that are all white so you can look like you're woke in quotes. But expect them not to talk about it. This is their everyday life. Right. Like, so now you got me thinking about that concept. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking we need about five or six more black ones, but no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that too that That's, too we could do it all we could do okay i know you have to go if yes. you could pick any city at all 
to do another franchise, what city would it be? And what would that franchise look like? Oh, easy. Easy. I already, I already have this answer. Okay. This is like a really easy answer for me. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm going to continue to speak it and hopefully maybe I'll be able to do some chair for it. Um, Real Housewives of Windermere. Windermere is a suburb in Orlando. Um, old money, new money. It's where basketball player Shaq has a, uh, his mansion was out in this area. Okay. Um, I'm actually, this podcast, I'm filming from Windermere. So. Okay. Um, That's right. So, Cause you said you were going to be on the, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm on, I'm on vacation y'all. Um, so Windermere <laughs> is a community within Orlando, but of course how every city works, it could expand out. Right. Okay. Um, but I think Orlando gets a rap too bad of being a tourist city. And I feel like there could be great stories here. For those who are familiar, I don't know if you remember the documentary, uh, The Queen of Versailles. Of yeah, the I, I watched it. Yes. Okay. They live, they live not too far from my old house. They literally live 10 minutes from my old house. And I did an event at their house. I used to be in events in Orlando and I did an event at their current home. Not the big mansion, but they, they have a current mansion. Um, okay. There's a lot of interesting characters in this area, but also when I think of like the Orlando region, there's a lot of great food spots that could be on camera. Okay. Um, there's a lot of great fashion moments. They have fashion weeks in, Orla in uh, Orlando at the Mall of Millennia. Like Orlando itself has some great things, but I would okay. just call it Windermere to detract away from like the Orlando of it all. Okay. Um, and there's some really, there's some interesting characters. So I would bring it down to Florida because, okay. yeah, we have Miami, but give us Windermere, just okay. like you have Beverly Hills and OC. Yeah. Um, Windermere, I think, would be really interesting. There's golf courses around here, charity things that happen. Uh, okay. it, it's a really interesting spot. And so, of course, you get to see Orlando as well. Like, that would be fun. Like, I, I feel need, like that would be fun. I need you to, um, to get a good group of of friends to do housewives um in the windermere area so that's where i would put it next honestly i need you to do a to produce a scissor reel <laughs> with stipulations attached to it or i need you to do what the husband and wife did that started off love and marriage huntsville carlos king if you go on his website uh -huh. site you paid the 500 yep melody and martel eminem yep if but you uh carlos on his website if you have an idea for a reality show you can submit it to, you pay five hundred dollars for a consult with him submit it to him if he thinks it's a go he will help you develop it if not then he will give you ways to get it seen by other mm -hmm. people i need you to do this I will I will see what my schedule can allow because y'all know I am yes. stop. So and I then you'd be bringing see. look you'd have in the contract where they must wear whatever brand you're working for. <laughs> you you could have one of them have the launch party. <laughs> Maybe there's a way you could get. To back maybe, the sizzle. Maybe, maybe we'll do a little something, something. Maybe I a little, little cross-pollination. I will edit that part out. Because <laughs> I, I said the name. So I will take that part out. <laughs> so let me run it back. Not with you, but no, but no, yeah. It will, you know, I think Real Housewives of Windermere would be, um, it would be really, really exciting. I think it would provide something new. I think that Florida, it would help tell the story from Florida. Okay. Also knowing that Florida Orlando has a lot of great history as well. Eatonville is here. So for those who don't know, Jordan or Hurston, 
They have Zora Best oh. here. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot I did of different I know that. Have, oh yeah, oh yeah. Look up Eatonville. Look up Eatonville. They do a Zora Neale Hurston Fest. Um, Orlando's wow. not far from Daytona Beach, which also has Bethune Cookman University, you know, okay. an HBCU. So there's a lot of great things in proximity. Um, okay. Beaches, kind of equidistant either side. So we can see them take a little girl's trip to Clearwater, to St. Pete, where Marlo is from. So Yes. You, you mean know, Latoya it, it or Latasha? I, that. I said, you mean Latoya? Or what, what did, um, what did uh, you know what? her name was? Korea, I am not. I know the lady is Marlo, so I'm going to call the lady Marlo. I don't know any of her other Her mama named Marlo, I'm going to call her Marlo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This is a good idea. And all, all seriousness aside, I think you would be an amazing producer because you can come from, you can pull from different communities and be able to relate to them as well. So if I hear a whiff of Bravo doing this and Brandon Good's name is not attached to it in some capacity, <laughs> we will take to the Bravo streets because Listen, you, heard it, heard, it first. First. you heard it here you heard, first. You heard it here first. TM, TM, TM. Brandon. Thank you so much um, for Thank doing this. You. I love talking to you. I know that you are busy, but is there any point where you would do maybe a once a week YouTube podcast, um, anything? <laughs> um, never say never. Okay. Um, one of my best friends and I, we've talked about doing a podcast, but it's, you know, for me, I don't mind hopping on and being a guest I get sometimes it. just because my schedule, I would have to run it and like I'm yes. already doing enough. Yeah. So not saying that I couldn't, but like it's just figuring out where to add on to the plate. So never say never. I mean, okay. I'm always up to something. So I, Okay. Uh, and I was going to yeah. say, well, yeah. until then, I will continue to pull on you <laughs> to be a guest. Yes. Until, oh, listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, oh, Brandon, tell everybody if, if they don't know where they can find uh -huh. you. You can find me on the Instagram at b.good. The E is silent at the end of good. My website, brandongoodwrites.com. Check out my books, my public speaking engagement podcast I've been on. If you need to book me for anything or want to hire me to help you out, I do a lot of great things. So feel free to check me out there. Um, so that's where people can find me. Um, he definitely does a lot of great things. That is for sure. I know that for a fact. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, to us today. If you have any um, points that y'all know, our DMs are open respectfully. Yes. DMs are always open. That That is no matter whether you agree, disagree, respectfully, DMs are open because um, I think that's how the needle gets pushed forward by having conversations. I've met some wonderful people um, through DMs. Um, nobody is sliding into mine, um, <laughs> but they are replying to stories. <laughs> I mean, I'm single, so people can slide into my. Okay. I, I don't. And he's cute, y'all. If y'all have not seen, um, if you want, if you want to vet him, go again. Check out his. Uh, <laughs> is accepting dates, and he knows if that would turn into some type. No. Of <laughs> that will not have me in my dating life on television. That right there will be chaotic energy. <laughs> I just think it would be main character energy, but I'm just saying. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just no, saying. I, I <laughs> Guys, we can make that happen. Again, he is up for the slide. Um, even at the W. All right, y'all. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Bye.